my dear sisters and brothers, Saint Aloysius Gonzaga has the story and history of being a man, a son, and even a young man to be canonized a saint. Aloysius Gonzaga was the eldest son of Ferdinand Gonzaga, Marquis of Castiglione, was born on March 9, 1568. The first words he pronounced were the holy names of Jesus and Mary. When he was nine years of age, he made a vow of perpetual virginity and by a special grace was ever exempted from temptation against purity. He received his first communion at the hands of St. Charles Borromeo. At an early age, he resolved to leave the world and envision was directed by our blessed, our blessed Lady to join the Society of Jesus. The saint's mother rejoiced in learning his determination to become a religious, but his father for three years refused to consent. At length, St. Aloysius obtained permission to enter the novitiate on November 25, 1585. He took his vows after two years and went through the ordinary course of philosophy and theology. He was wont to say he doubted whether without penance grace would continue to make headway against nature which one when not afflicted and chastised tends gradually to relapse into his old state, losing habit of suffering by the labor of years. During his last year of theology, a malignant fever broke out in Rome. The saint offered himself for the service of the sick, and he was accepted for the dangerous duty. Several of his brothers caught the fever, but Aloysius was out of the number. He was brought to the point of death, but recovered only to fall, however, into slow fever, which carried him off after three months. He died, repeating the holy name a little after midnight of June 21, 1591. So that is the story of St. Aloysius of Gonzaga. My dear sisters and brothers, in Matthew, we heard, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. My dear sisters and brothers, many today have abandoned the holy practice of fasting. Fasting is a powerful penitential practice that bestows great benefits upon the soul. The act of self-denial from certain food and drink, choosing instead simple nourishment from time to time, such as bread and water, or a reduced amount of food, greatly strengthens the soul and disposes a person to many spiritual blessings. 
Too often, we live for fleshly satisfactions like ice creams and indulge our appetites on a regular basis. But doing so has the tem- negative effect of tempting us to neglect the more important spiritual desires for holiness. By depriving ourselves of the lights from time to time, we become more disposed to seek the true, lasting delights that come only from God's grace. Therefore, this passage above presumes that we do regularly fast and engage in other forms of self-denial. Do you fast? Do you engage in other forms of self-denial on a regular basis? Daily prayer, for example, reading the scriptures, learning about the lives of saints, and regular participation in the sacraments all lead us closer to God and make us holy. But fasting and self-denial are also very important, so it is essential that we strive to embrace them as a part of our spiritual growth. We can fast in many ways. Let us not become those who always are happy when they become marites. They are happy about stories about others, but they forget that the many ways that we can fast from this will help us grow spiritually. The rewards that we do, if this is done well, is our constant love for the Lord and constant love for others. This is what the Lord asks of us. Be a loving person so that others also may be able to become loving persons as well. Amen.